Skin ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. I love when he says, getting you ready with all the wagering. It's kind of like, it's like when someone says, oh, check out the Google. All of the stuff. Right? All the, all, no, 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 it's all, all, all of the, the things. All the things. All of the things. Come on. It's all the yeah, things, you're right. Tyler. You're right. You're right. Come on, dude. Come on. Already getting Come school. On. 54 seconds in. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, Tyler and Rebecca. I'm Anita Mark. She'll seem to bet LA here on 710 ESPN. As always, we're getting you locked and loaded. Uh, heading into the NBA Finals tomorrow. So uh, you'll get my picks, Eric Moody, who joins me on Daily Wager. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. You should. Uh, it's Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Shameless plug, not so shameless. I'll plug it as, as, as often as possible. Um, so Eric Moody, when, as well as uh, Andre Snellings, is going to be joining me throughout the show today. So it was on Daily Wager earlier today. Uh, also host a bet gambling show on our digital platform on ESPN uh, that you can listen to and, and watch on, on ESPN+. Plus. So a lot of content, a lot of, uh, of wagers that you can go to the window in regard to futures bets, that you can go to the window on uh, for the series with the Miami Heat going up against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, as well as uh, Game 1 action. So me, Eric Moody, as well as uh, Andre Snellings, going to get you ready for that. Stormy Bonantani, Vegas native, loves her Golden Knights. She's going to jump on board. Um, A little bias, I'm sure. I'm expecting that. But nonetheless, she's going to jump on board. We'll get you ready for the the Stanley Cup finals as well. What what a right, guys? Like, let's be honest. What a treat. Yeah. Usually... You know, for for a while, and, and I've been hosting Sports Talk Radio for quite a while. Like for a while, it's kind of like I feel like we had this like unbelievable lull uh, when it comes to Sports Talk Radio and in what's happening. But I feel like as of like the last five to seven years, um, these leagues get it right because it's like obviously, as we know, football's king. And then once the Super Bowl's over, we go immediately into the combine and free agency. So there's buzz there. Then we go into the draft. At the same time, we're getting ready for March Madness and the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. Um, golf kicks off. And, and of course, April has the master. Like, I, I just feel like our sports calendar now gets it. Couldn't agree more. Right? It like it just gets it. And so love that we've got both the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup finals uh, that are coming your way. And we're we're gonna get you locked and loaded for both of those. Trust me. Uh, also you got the French Open happening. No Nadal. Okay, I know. Wah wah wah. But um we're we've got some French open futures. Who do we think's gonna win that? Both on the women 
and the men's side, as well as the doubles side as well. And Jimmy Hanlon is going to join us on the program. Uh, He's a PGA professional. He's got his own radio shows in Cleveland on ESPN stations. He also does TV work. And uh, and he's actually out there at Memorial. He's played Memorial several times. So it was great. Uh, It's great for us to get him on and to preview the Memorial Tournament, the track that Jack built uh, prior to, of course, them teeing off tomorrow morning. So as you can see, NBA, NHL, French Open, golf, uh, we, we've got you covered here, and that's for sure. So uh, again, let, let's let's kick off first and foremost. So I'm I am gonna, t- but guys, I am gonna toot my own horn. Um, you guys might not remember this, but I did say the Heat in seven. I remember it. Do you? Oh, you do? Oh yeah. I, I don't, Re- Rebecca. I think you still may have been on maternity leave. I'm not sure how long you've been back. Can't be um, sure. Can't think, be certain. Yeah, I think that was before I was back. Yeah, I think it was before you were back. But but uh, but uh, this chick right here. But I always trust all, your judgment. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, uh, the the brainiacs up in Bristol, Connecticut, and trust me, they have their own area where they uh, convene, and um and and they are they are the smartest people on campus. Trust me, uh, they gave the Miami Heat a three percent chance. Of beating the Boston Celtics, FPI. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild to me that they they were such underdogs with how proven that team has been. So uh, so there's that. So not only did I say the Miami Heat was going to win, I said the Miami Heat are going to win in seven, which I predicted that they would win on and in Boston. So um, so I'm needless to say, Mom is playing with house money right now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> And if you listen to Bet LA, you should as well. Okay. <laughs> um, I also said, and Tyler and Rebecca, and Rebecca, I, I for sure you were you were on maternity leave, uh, but Tyler can attest to this. Who said that the Denver Nuggets are going to win the NBA championship this year? That was you when you said Jokic was probably going to win MVP. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was you. But we did. And this is I when remember this us is discussing Embiid as well, and we were kind of teetering. Teeter tottering, and I said, and I said, Jokic has been just robbed. Yeah, robbed. Yep. And those who voted should be sh- ashamed of them. It's yes. shameful. There's tape. There's because, tape somewhere that because has you don't want to you don't want to put Jokic in the same category as Larry Bird or Wilt. Uh, shame on you voters out there. Yeah, he was robbed. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you do you hear the anger in my? <laughs> do you hear the angry mob behind me? Do you <laughs> so um so so there's there's that um and, and as we know here's another thing and and again I, I know I'm going back before I go forward here because um this this all played out according to my plan of course <clears throat> um but I was I was shocked and 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 Tyler we had the conversation like I didn't understand like odds makers out there like what like why why are the Bucks and the Boston Celtics and I'm trying to think I'm trying to think the Golden State Warriors were all favored to win the NBA championship over the Denver Nuggets and I'm like what I'm like dude like listen I live out here on the East Coast it's a lot for us to stay up for a game that's tipping off at 10:30 p.m. at night Eastern time so like I understand like there's a lot of people out here on the East Coast who don't understand or don't get the the Denver Nuggets until now 
now that the games are, are played at 8, 8.30. But nonetheless, I was like, do the odds makers not stay up late and watch this team? Like, I don't get it. Like, not only, not only were the Denver Nuggets not favored, but Jokic wasn't even favored to win the MVP over, you know, Giannis and the, and, and the finals MVP. But maybe over that's Giannis them, over, over, over Jason Tatum. Yeah. No, but I'm saying maybe it's, maybe this is, that's the fuel they needed. Maybe they needed to be doubted. Maybe they needed to feel like they were already down and out before the series even started so that it could ignite that fuel that pushes a team to, you know, continue performing the way that they're performing. A lot of the times, and we saw this with the Lakers a little bit, we saw this with Golden State a little bit, these teams get in and then they just kind of open up the sail and hope that the wind takes them. But Denver's just been so consistent. So consistent, so good, and I told you to get on them back when. Uh, and and now, uh, like you know that unfortunately that 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 ship has sailed, um, and I, I want to call up because I the the odds change like 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 every second, um, so I just want to look. So right now, minus four twenty five for the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA Finals. I was telling you back when right here on Bet LA to jump on this team at ten to one, seven to one. Minus 425. You know what that is? That means you have to lay $425 for every $100 you want to win. Like, I make good money. I don't make that kind of money. Like, that, like, <laughs> like no. Like, it, it's just, you know, a, a, a big part of gambling is you, is you, you want to you find the good odds. You want to find, no pun intended, but you want to find the nuggets in, 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 in the league or, or in the matchup or the prop bets. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, if, if it's minus 152, minus 155, I'm still like, oh, I hate that. I hate laying $155 down to win 100. You think I'm going to lay 425 down to win 100? Hell no, I'm not. But but we were telling you to jump on this right when they were ten to one, when they were seven to one. What does that mean? We were telling you to jump on it when you could have put down a hundred dollars, and for every hundred dollars you put down, you would have won seven hundred dollars. That's when you wanted to jump on the Denver Nuggets. So um, so there's that. Uh, also, I was telling you to to wager on on Jokic to win the Finals MVP, which you got even better odds on. I want to say at one point in time, the Denver Nuggets were 7-1 to to win the NBA championship, but you could have gotten Jokic to win the NBA's finals MVP at plus 850. Let's be honest, right guys? And, and Rebecca and Tyler, please chime in. If the Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship, the finals, to me, there's like, I don't, I, Jamal Murray could go off. Michael Porter Jr. could go off. They probably will. Bruce and 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 yes, and I, and I believe that they will. But it, Jokic is going to win. Like no, Denver wins, Jokic wins because I do believe that there are voters out there now that are like, oh boy, we really screwed up. We we should have, you know, we should have voted for him over Embiid. I, I truly believe that. I'm not saying all of them, but I would imagine that there's quite a few that are looking and seeing this performance from Jokic throughout the postseason, averaging triple. 
I, I, I want to share this stat with you. This, this is, this is marinating this for a minute. So Jokic leads the Nuggets in points, rebounds, and assists. He's averaging 27.8 points, 27.8 point, 27.8 points. Yeah, okay. 14.5 rebounds and 11.8 assists against the Lakers. And Anthony Davis is an excellent defender. You think Bam Adebayo is going to defend Jokic like AD did? <laughs> Hell to the no. Uh-uh. How about this? Only 24 players in the history of the NBA recorded a 30-point playoff triple-double. Jokic is averaging that in the postseason. Averaging it in the postseason. And he surpassed Wilt Chamberlain's record for more triple-doubles in a single playoff with eight last Monday. So... There's that. Um, you could actually wager some some wagers out there that I do like. Um, in regard to the series, I've got Denver winning in five. As we know, home court advantage there is just ridiculous. They're coming in. They've got nine days rest. They play in that altitude. Meanwhile, you've got a Miami Heat team. They didn't even do you do you guys know this? They didn't even go home. They didn't even go back to Miami. Do you guys know they went straight from Boston to Denver? I didn't know that. That's actually crazy. Yeah. Yep, they went straight from Boston to Denver. So, uh, they're spent. They have no gas. You're telling me that they're going to try to compete and contend with this Denver Nuggets team in that altitude with 9 days rest ain't happening. Uh, Denver's winning the first two at home. Then they're going to go back to Miami. They're going to take one from Miami at home. Then they're going to come back and they're going to win game five in Denver. I got Denver winning 4-1 at plus 270. I got the series spread Denver minus one and a half at minus 150. I've got them winning under five and a half games. In case you might think that they're going to sweep. I think that's a possibility. So that's how I'm playing the series. Game one. I'm going to lay the points with the Nuggets. It was minus eight, eight and a half this morning. It's now back. It's now up to minus nine. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to 10 at tip off. I also like Denver in the first half at minus five, minus five and a half. In their first games at home, they beat the Timberwolves by 29. They beat the Suns by 18. And they were up on the Lakers by 21 at the half. So I do believe that they come out strong. So uh, just to share with you a few a few bets that I have, we're, we're going to talk about some prop bets. Eric Moody, my partner in crime on Daily Wager, is going to join me next. We'll do an even deeper dive into this Heat Nut Nuggets series uh, right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. That's right. I am Anita Marks. It is Bet LA doing a deep dive into this Heat Nuggets and uh, championship. Uh, game one, uh, the Nuggets opened up at eight and a half. It's now up to nine. I wouldn't be surprised again if it uh, jumps up to nine and a half, possibly 10. The over under is 219. If you think the Denver Nuggets are going to win this series, it's minus 425. Like I said, a lot of juice. Uh, the Miami Heat plus. 320. Can they pull 
the monumental upset. Uh, Eric Moody joins me now. You see him all over ESPN, my partner in crime and Daily Wager. Eric, good evening. How are you doing? Now doing pretty good. I, I will tell you, I am very excited about this NBA Finals series. And you know what? I'm, I'm so excited. I just can't sleep right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Hey, great. So let me ask you, are, are you a fan of either one of these teams? Yeah, no, I, I am a fan. You know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a diehard fan, but I have grown to really admire what the Denver Nuggets have done this year and just really with Nikola Jokic and this team that they put together over the past couple of seasons. But I've also been a huge fan of Jimmy Butler as well, you know, with what he's brought to the table in his quest for, uh, you know, an NBA championship and title. Uh, I know he's been bouncing around to a couple of different teams, but I like the way both of these teams play basketball. Uh, they don't play very selfishly. You know, it's, it's a very team-oriented culture for both teams. And so that's the kind of basketball that I, that I like to watch. And it may not be the most popular matchup if you look at it from fans or the NBA as a whole, even though they wouldn't admit it. I'm excited about this series, and I think everyone listening should be too. Absolutely. All right, so let's break it down. Let's look big picture, and then we'll narrow it down to game one. As I said, uh, you've got the Denver Nuggets minus 425, the Miami Heat plus 320. Uh, but but I'm going to play the series in in a in a more um, I think um, creative way where I think Denver is going to win in five. So I got them winning four one at plus two seventy. Okay. I'm also going to play them with a series spread, Denver minus one and a half, um, which means they have to win by two games at minus one fifty. I'm also going to play them under five and a half games just in case maybe they sweep. I wouldn't be shocked. So those are a variety of ways that I'm playing this series. Eric, how are you playing this series? Yeah, one thing that, that I'm really drawn to, Anita, like I'm off to the flame, is for the Nuggets to win the series 4-2. You know, I look at Nikola Jokic. I look at Jamal Murray. I'm like, they're just really going to be too much for this Heat team to handle. Like, you look at this duo, if you want to dive deep, I'm like, they, they have each scored 25 points in the same game seven times this postseason tied for the second most in NBA history for any duos entering the finals. you got Jokic, who's in the midst of really one of the best postseasons in NBA history. I'm like, this is a player, third player, to average like a triple-double entering the finals. Magic Johnson, Wilt Chamberlain, those are the other two players. It's worth noting that both of those teams won the championship. So you look at the Heat with the zone defense you know, against the Nuggets, I don't think they're going to be able to really capitalize on that or have success. You look at Jokic, his ability as a passer – but I will tell you, I think that Aaron Gordon is going to be critical in the series to see how successful he is with defending Jimmy Butler. So that's a matchup I'll be watching closely. I know some Heat fans are like, well, hey, we've got Tyler Hero that's coming back. Yeah, you do, but he's, his lackluster defense, he could end up being a liability more than an asset. And so I think the Nuggets will try to exploit that. But I'll close on this. I'm like, you've got this Heat team. They've obviously surpassed everyone's expectations. But in my opinion, from looking at these teams from top to bottom, I just think the gap between these two teams are enormous. So, again, my recommendation, I like for the Nuggets to win this series 4-2. So that's the, those are my thoughts. Uh, in regard to the MVP, um, as I, I said, I opened up the show, I said that ship has sailed in regard to Jokic. Is, is there somebody... So, so I, I do believe if the Nuggets win, which I anticipate them to win, Jokic, in my opinion, absolutely will win the MVP. 
if the Miami Heat win, I do believe that Jimmy Butler will win the MVP. And you get that at plus 380. Um, is there? Do you feel that there could be a long shot? Do you feel that there is a chance that Jamal Murray could win the MVP? Do you feel that there's a chance that Caleb Martin could win the MVP if he comes out and continues to have the postseason that he's been having in the Miami Heat win? Like, is there somebody outside of Jokic that you would put money down to win the MVP, Eric? Uh, there is a need. I'm really intrigued by uh, Caleb Martin. So if you're looking for a dark horse candidate to win the MVP award, look no further than Caleb Martin. So he's been an absolute standout for the Heat during their playoff run. I'm like nearly even stealing the Eastern Conference Finals MVP award from Jimmy Butler. So if you're if you're line of thought and, and you believe that, hey, the Heat have a chance of winning it all, I look at Martin as someone that you should have your eye on. I've been really impressed with what he's been able to do. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that's been undrafted. You know, he's faced, it, you know, he's faced setbacks uh, in his career. Uh, but he's at the point now where he's ready to shine uh, on the big stage. And he, in this postseason, like, he's delivered some incredible performances for this Heat team when it matters most. And so if you're looking at a dark horse candidate, you know, I'd look at Caleb Martin. But at the end of the day, I'm like, if the, if the Heat win, it'll most likely be Butler. But Caleb Martin could outperform, you know, Jimmy Bucket substantially to – get some votes and obviously with Jokic you know he's this is a guy who's you know trying to to make history you know he's trying to you know he's won two MVP awards but if he wins a championship like he'll be only the 10th player in NBA history to do that at the age of 29 so again if you're looking for a dark horse candidate look at Caleb Martin did you did you did you see the the special that ESPN ran on him and he's like yeah when I was a young kid all I did was was drink Coca-Cola and play video games (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and look at me, look at me now, Mom. Look at me now. Again, Eric Moody uh, joining us here on Bet LA seven ten ESPN. All right, let's narrow it down. We have Game One taking place tomorrow. Uh, the tip is going to happen. Tip off is going to happen around eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. Um, now there, there's this conversation. Obviously, this debate. Nine days off for the Denver Nuggets. Help or hurt? I shared this on Daily Wager earlier today. In the last 20 seasons, there has been uh, three teams that have entered into the NBA Finals coming off of 10 days rest, okay? In 2013, it was the Spurs. They won game one. In 2017, it was the Golden State Warriors. They won. And, oh, by the way, that was the year they did win the championship. In 2019, the Golden State Warriors lost. So track record, two and one. But this Denver Nuggets team, they're rested, they're home. We've talked about the altitude extensively. This Heat team, they're beat up. They have to be exhausted. They have not been home. They went straight from Boston to Denver. So with that being said, I'm all over the Nuggets. I'm going to lay the points. I like them in the first half. I know we're going to get into some prop bets. But, But game one, what's the game script for you, Eric? How do you see this playing out? Yeah, you brought up some really good points, and it, it's tough to refute those points. But just with the spread being where it's at, I, I'm actually leaning more towards the Heat, you know, as underdogs here. And like I know the Nuggets' home court heroics uh, have become the stuff of legend, <laughs> you know, this postseason. But uh, the Heat, you know, they have constantly been underestimated by the betting market. And you look in the last 16 games, they are 12 and four against the spread. And one thing about Miami uh, in their journey to get to the uh, to the NBA Finals, excuse me, um, 
with the path that they took, I'm like the one game one against Milwaukee, which had a similar uh, uh, spread. You know, they won game one against New York and against Boston. But the Nuggets only beat the Heat by an average of four and a half points during the regular season. So I do see it being a closely contested game from start to finish. To finish, you know, the Nuggets, they may be rusty after the long layoff. I do see the Nuggets winning. I'll be transparent about that. I just don't see them winning by more than, you know, nine points. So I would back the Heat here. Um, okay. Maybe a, a bottle of wine between us and in my future. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I have a plethora of prop bets that I okay. like that I'm going to wager on in game one. Uh, but let's tee you up first. Uh, so let's start with Jokic. I got him with a triple-double in game one. Uh, I just don't think that, that Bam or, or anybody on that Heat roster is going to be able to contain or contend him. And I think it's really interesting to see what Eric Sposha is going to do because uh, when we, we saw against L.A., right, you double-team him. If Murray gets hot, if Porter gets hot, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're SOL. So what, yeah. what, what are you playing in regard to Jokic in game one? Yeah, I do like Jokic uh, over you know, 50 and a half uh, points plus assists plus rebounds. Um, you know, you, you hit on a lot of points. Like, he's averaging, what, 53 and a half par this postseason. I'm like, bam, out of bio. He's had a lot of success against him uh, in the Heat. Even if you look over the last two seasons, uh, you look at Jokic, like, he's played four games against the Heat. He's averaged 46.6 par. And so they're just, I don't think they're going to be able to contain him. They are going to do what they can to slow him down. But I think Bam is going to be so busy, you know, trying to wrangle in the Joker that I think he's going to suffer on the offensive end of the floor. And so if you're looking at just to kind of pivot off of this, I know we're talking about Jokic, but if you're looking at uh, prop bets for Bam out of bio, I would even lean towards the under on those. But I really like Jokic in game one in this series as a whole. Um, what about What about Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I do like Jimmy Butler. I'm looking at over 34.5 points plus rebounds. I look at Butler. He had a strong Game 7 performance in the Eastern Conference Finals after really struggling in the previous games. Like he scored, what, 28 points, grabbed seven rebounds. Uh, He's been averaging 28.5 points and seven rebounds in the playoffs. But I think back to his first Finals appearance back in uh, 2020, like he averaged 26.2 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 9.3 assists. Mike Eden had a memorable triple-double with 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 13 assists. So I do like Butler in this game to try to hit the ground running because if the Heat are going to have a chance at winning, I'm like, Butler is going to have to be flawless in this series. He cannot afford a bad game, especially against a team as talented as the Denver Nuggets. That's for sure. I actually have Butler under 28.5 points. Uh, I do believe he's going to be defended by Caldwell Pope. Uh, or and or uh, Aaron Gordon and and I, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that they're going to defend him. I think they're they're going to defend him very well. I like your bet because of the the rebounds, and he's yeah. been a monster rebounding the ball. So I do like that thirty four and a half. I just don't think he's going to get to that point total over twenty eight and a half. Uh, I also yeah. I, I know you've got you've got a bet on uh, a prop bet on Michael Porter. What what is that? Yeah, I do like Michael Porter uh, in this matchup uh, to go over seven and a half uh, rebounds. At least last time I checked, I'm like that was a bet that was at um, at plus odds. And one thing about Porter with his rebounding, he's been active on the boards 
uh, in the playoffs. You know, he's averaging around eight you know rebounds per game. I know he grabbed ten rebounds uh, in three of four Western Conference Finals games. Then he had several others too, uh, where he had you know ten or more rebounding uh, performances. But the thing that really struck out to me when when kind of diving deeper into the stats is that you got a Nuggets team that have the second best rebounding differential in the playoffs. While you got the Heat, who have one of the worst. And Porter didn't dominate the boards against Miami in the regular season, but just with the progression and improvement that he's shown in the postseason, I do like the over on this over on this prop bet at seven and a half rebounds for Michael Porter. I like that. I also like over fifteen and a half points and over three and a half three pointers for Michael Porter as well. Um, I think they're going to really concentrate on what's going on in the paint against Jokic, and I think it's going to yeah. open up things for him. Uh, outside and, and also who's ever going to be it's Caleb Martin or Jimmy Butler defending him. He's six eleven, dude. Like good luck with that. Yeah. Also, I know, also right? I think I, right. I also, I think Bruce Brown over 11 and a half points. I, I think he's going to have something to say uh, tomorrow night as well. In Murray, Jamal Murray over three and a half, three pointers at plus plus one ten. Eric, you rock. Really appreciate your time joining us tonight, breaking this down and, and feeding the people. Some great bets, series-wise, as well as game one. Thank you so much, Eric. No, absolutely. It's a pleasure as always, and uh, have a good rest of the show, and, and, and enjoy game one. Yeah, you too. I know you're not going to sleep tonight, as you said when you, you first joined us. Eric Moody joining us here on Bet LA. Uh, we come back. We're going to switch gears, getting you ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stormy Bone and Tani joins us from Las Vegas, getting you ready for that Panthers Golden Knights series next, right here on 710 ESPN. Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. Welcome back, Bet LA here on 710 ESPN, getting you ready for the Stanley Cup with no other than Stormy Bonantani. Yes, uh, she joins us quite frequently for XFL. That's over. Now, uh, her love, her passion, and that is on the ice. That's for sure. Stormy, welcome in. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me and especially jokes to talk some hockey, all things Stanley Cup final and being a Las Vegas resident, somebody who was born and bred in the city, really excited for the Golden Knights opportunity to potentially win their first cup. I'm sure. I'm sure. Before we let's let's save the best for last. OK. Um, and and I can't believe I just said that coming from a girl from Florida. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, let's talk about this Florida Panthers team. Uh, they come in eighth seed, right? Like just the last seed coming in. They beat the best team in the season, the Boston Bruins, uh, and they came back to beat them in that series. Uh, they beat the Maple Leafs in five, and they sweep the Canes. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the most shocking to somebody who's obviously you know more knowledgeable about hockey than I am, how shocking is it that this Florida Panthers team is now in the Stanley Cup Finals? It's definitely surprising given the way that this season had panned out. But then you also think back to last year, right? And knowing that the Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy for having the best record in the NHL last year, they flamed out against the Lightning, which I, as a Florida girl, I'm sure that was annoying to have to have two Florida teams going head-to-head in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, disappointment on one end. But 
it was an interesting dynamic where the season ends. They hire Paul Maurice. They ship out Jonathan Huberto and some other key pieces for Matthew Kachuk. And you really wonder what's going to happen this season. And all season long, they were just, they were okay, right? You kind of kept waiting for the heater. Like, when are they going to go on the streak of winning eight or nine games, scratching your head that things never really came to fruition? And then they sneak into the playoffs. And they have made the most of this opportunity every step of the way. I mean, you think about even that game seven against Boston when they're seconds away from what feels like losing that game. They go to overtime and now look at the position that they've put themselves in. It has been such a fun ride. I'm sorry that I don't have a better number on the scale of one to ten. I'd say it's more like a six just because there were expectations for them coming into this year that they largely didn't live up to in the regular season. But the path, as you mentioned, that they have taken here and the fact that it's Sergei Bobrovsky in net, who, similar to the team, was just very average in the regular season. And he has been playing absolutely incredible 11-1 and since that, that fourth game of the series against Boston and the save percentage, the goals against average. He's been lights out. He's been so special, and they have played so well in front of him, um, knowing that they've got somebody so great in net that's, that's standing on his head when he needs to. Goalie Bob, um, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, definitely is. Uh, I want to find out where he his fountain of youth is coming from um, because I I want to sip. That's for sure. Um, uh, Kachuk, nine goals, twelve assists. Uh, he's he's become a rock star down there in Florida, Stormy. No question. And it's it's so fun to see, too, because like I said off the top, like you are really going all in when you go out and grab a talent like him. And he has lived up to the billing here in the postseason when you need it most. He's actually somebody that I was I was looking at the the you know the different betting markets that are available for the Stanley Cup final because it's not just sides and totals anymore with all the different prop betting opportunities and and he's the favorite to lead the series in goal scoring rightfully so um, and so you just look at the way that he's performed and the way that guys have rallied around him that. He can be a facilitator. He can be a goal scorer. He can really do anything that you need him to do on a given day and step up in critical moments. So big fan of what he's done. That said, in the prop betting market for a lead goal scorer, I'm actually leaning more toward Jonathan Marcheseau because he too has nine goals this postseason. Um, Although, because he started off the playoffs so cold, those nine have come in the last 10 games. So he's been a little bit hotter of late when it comes to getting the puck in the back of the net. Stormy Bonantani joining us now to preview the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, you can wager that the Florida Panthers are going to win at plus 105. Uh, very similar to the Denver Nuggets. They've been sitting back. They swept the Canes. Mm-hmm. Uh, just out of curiosity, before we start talking about your Golden Knights, do uh, you feel that that hurts or helps a hockey team that they've had this big of a layoff? It's it's always the big question, and you can say that in any sport, the rest versus rust debate, and then whatever happens on the ice or on the court that day, you're like, oh, yeah, well, they looked a little bit rusty, or, man, the rest really paid off for him. So we never really know going into a series. The only thing that I think could potentially be a little bit detrimental when it comes to Florida on the rust side of things could be in net, right? Because you get into a rhythm and you are feeling confident and you have momentum on your side. And then that kind of has to take a little bit of a backseat while you're waiting for your next opponent. And 
like we've talked about how good that he specifically has been on this run in the playoffs. The 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 D in front of him, I, I want to say, like as a team, if I'm remembering this stat correctly, that they had actually allowed the most high danger chances, but had the most saves on high danger shots. And so, like, I, you wonder if maybe some of the things that Sergei Bobrovsky is doing have to come down to earth a little bit. It's hard to imagine that that does occur, but. If it, I think that's like the one angle that you would say maybe they could be a little bit rusty. Otherwise, I mean, they've been so good. The road has been better to them this postseason than home ice even has been. And so I, I definitely get the feeling like they're going to come out and be ready to go game one. Um, so now let's talk about your Las Vegas Golden Knights. You could wager that they're going to win the Stanley Cup at minus 125. Man. Uh, ever since the, this team has been um, since birth, uh, the, the, the I, I, it's just here's the thing, and and I, I want to say this in a so spoiled right Golden Knights <laughs> fans. I, I mean, let's be honest, right? Like there's there there are uh, hockey teams in like that have been around for you know decades that have not had the success. In the, sh- in the small, short six years of the existence of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. It's really unbelievable. What, what has been, what do you think the, the underlining, the common denominator, what do you think the reason has been that this, this Las Vegas Golden Knights team has had such immense success in such a short period of life? Well, I very much so believe that it comes from the top down. And it's so funny because you talk about the immediate success. That's something that their owner, Bill Foley, said before they had ever even stepped foot on the ice and had a team that was playing. He said that he wanted play, he expected playoffs in three years, raising a Stanley Cup in six. And here we are six years later, and they're playing in their second Stanley Cup final in an opportunity to reach that milestone. We had a conversation on, on my show on Beeson earlier today, like which team is giving you more team of destiny vibes, the Florida Panthers, given the road that they've had to take to get here this postseason, or the Vegas Golden Knights, whose owner was like Puckstradamus, let's call him, for what he um, just thought mentally that his team could be capable of doing. We know the expansion draft. Everybody talks about the advantages that they had in the expansion draft that previous expansion franchises didn't have. And obviously Seattle has since taken advantage of those things as well. And they've had success here in year two of their existence as a franchise. But let's not forget how many people publicly after that expansion draft said, oh, what are these guys doing? This is going to be the worst team ever, just brutally ripping the Golden Knights. And then they end up going on this magical run behind a catalyst of the terrible October 1 tragedy that happened in the city that banded that unit of guys together, the original misfits, as they call them, and... That team was all about heart and work ethic and no ego and nobody wants us and we're going to band together and prove everybody wrong and we're going to band together for the city. And a lot of that mentality, like I said, comes from the top down and came from the owner and George McPhee and hockey operations and, and Kelly McCrimmon, their general manager, and just the way that things have shaken out. The team is so different now than they were that initial year, Anita, but it's Still, like, and, and management, they have caught in a lot of gra- crap and grief for that path as well because 
they realized what they had year one and they realized that they needed more talent if they wanted to continue to compete and play at that level so they've gone out and gotten the big fish year after year they got jack eichel this past offseason they got alex petrangelo they got mark stone at the time max Pacioretty when they when they went and grabbed him from montreal so they have really gone out of their way and like left nobody in their wake they didn't care about hurting feelings and losing Nate Schmidt and Marc-Andre Fleury and guys who were so important to the initial success and beloved in the community because they knew that they had this window and they didn't want it to close and so many people have just rallied behind the idea that that they're ready to win and they're ready to win now and uh, you know opinions be darned and if they win a Stanley Cup now, none of that matters, right? So um, they feel very, very confident about the team they've put together, rightfully so. All right. So with that being said, um, who do you have winning the Stanley Cup and, and why? So don't hate me, but I do have, <laughs> I have the Vegas Golden Knights for this series. I also think another good bet, just food for thought for anybody out there who maybe thinks this is a coin flip type of series, which is very valid, a lot of, very smart handicappers when it comes to hockey that I've talked to and odds makers feel it's maybe Golden Knights a 52-54% chance, right? So um, I think that this series, though, to go five games or to go six, regardless of who you think is going to win, is a good bet at plus 205, plus 275, respectively. Cup finals historically don't often go seven. There's only been two in the last 14 years. A sweep is even more rare in recent history, the last being that Scotty Bowman's 1998 Red Wings. So um, five or six games seems like the most likely outcome here. I really lean six because I think it's going to be hard fought. And that said, I do have the Golden Knights coming out on top. When I look head-to-head at both of these teams and you kind of break down their different elements, forward core, I'm going to give the edge to Vegas, the way they can spread out that offense. More guys who can beat you in a variety of ways, the way that they roll out four lines every game defensively. I mean, Florida has played really well on D, but that blue line for Vegas is just slightly better the way that they're, you know, big, strong, physical group. Special teams was kind of a wash to me. And then the great equalizer is in net. And is Sergei Bobrovsky going to be that hot goaltender that, brings things down for the Golden Knights. I don't know. I think that he could be beatable if the Golden Knights play things right, but that's really what this is going to come down to is Aiden Hill and Sergei Bobrovsky for me. I just give the edge to Vegas in, in, in every other area ever so slightly, so that's the way I played it. So you get the Golden Knights to win the Cup uh, in six at 5-1. to one. You can also get the Panthers to win the Stanley Cup. I know, in I know six you love your Florida Panthers. Come on, at at, at plus four seventy five. So obviously, Stormy and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Game one on Saturday, puck drops at eight ten p.m. If you like the Panthers in Game one in Las Vegas, they're plus one ten. The Golden Knights at home minus one thirty. Stormy, uh, you rock as always. Thank you so much. We so appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Good luck with your bets, but hopefully not too good luck with Florida specifically. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Stormy Bonantani joining us here on 710 ESPN. Still a lot more coming your way. You're listening to Bet LA again on 710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks.
That's right. Uh, that would be me. Anita Marks. Uh, by the way, the uh, Arizona Car- Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Diamondbacks up seven. Uh, what's wrong with me? Let's start this again. Rewind. Okay. Welcome in. Anita Marks. Yes, this is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. Uh, by the way, some uh, Major League Baseball scores out there for you. Arizona Diamondbacks up on the Colorado Rockies 5 0. Gosh, who knew that would be so That was tough to for say. you. That was. And, uh, it was. I don't. Denielson. How do you say his name? Denielson Lament, who the Rockies signed after Lamette. he left uh, yep. the Padres. Yeah, so he's yep. getting three beat innings, up, huh? seven hits, five runs, four strikeouts, a thirteen seventeen ERA, which Yikes. is par for the course. No pun intended. We've Hey-o. got golf coming up your way a little bit later on in the show. Um, but so my best bet today. On Daily Wager, if you did tune in, again, shameless plug, not so shameless, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN2, uh, was um, uh, Marte over one and a half uh, total bases. So um, he's uh, he's got one hit. He's three at bats. He's got one run, one hit, and one strikeout. So there's that. Uh, looks like my best bet is going to ching ching ding Corbin, Corbin Carroll, yes. Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks has been everything anybody thought he was going to be, and probably more. Any, um, any comment? Well, if you recall, again, I, I think I've already I've already tooted my tooted. Is that even a word? Tooted. I already yep, tooted my and own booted. horn. Yep. Tooted. I tooted um, my own horn quite a bit on this program already tonight. Uh, I don't do that often, only when uh, it's uber um, deserving. Um, what, who who said my favorite Major League Baseball futures bet yeah. was Diamondbacks over 72 and a half wins? Oh, we remember. Yeah. They're at 32 and 23 right now. They're about to be 33 and 23 after Studley. this game. Studly. Yeah. So that's that's on its way to happening. So there's that. Um, uh, real quick, uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the news this week, looking for a landing place, where to go. Uh, hired an agent for the first time from Clutch Sports who reps a lot of the Cleveland Browns players. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. See, this, is, oh, this yeah. is why you tune into the show. Yeah. I've got so many nuggets for you, and not just the Denver Nuggets, who I said would win the NBA Finals a few weeks ago. No, not those Nuggets, these Nuggets. So Odell Beckham Jr. signed a one-year 15, $15 million deal with the Ravens. That's the deal that DeAndre Hopkins wants. Um, Adam Schefter on his podcast today said Kansas City is the front runner for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Bills also out there, Cleveland, the Patriots. So I just, my gut's telling me he goes to Cleveland and he reunites with, with Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, because he used to play very well with Deshaun in Houston. Yeah. So I don't know if go I don't, you know, you know. Go where you know, you know. Um, I still like Cincinnati winning that division. It's plus 140. Uh, Don't sleep on the Ravens either. They're plus 240. But Cleveland right now is plus 425. Wow. 
to win the whole thing? Cleveland right now is plus 425. Here's what my question is to you. Marinating this for a minute, Tyler and Rebecca, and those listening all over the LA area. If DeAndre Hopkins joins the wide receiving class or core of Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore, does that, and they're going to have a solid defense, does that put them over the hump in regard to you feeling that they could beat the Ravens or the Bengals in this debate? I, 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 think, I think you can make an argument that the AFC North is going to be one of the most competitive divisions this year in the NFL. Yeah, easily. And I think the AFC is just, you know, the AFC just runs away with it. It's far and away better than the NFC. Oh my gosh. The NFC is so bad. It's just so bad. It's so bad. Um, and that's coming from somebody so who, you know, is a fan of an NFC team. It's bad. So if you think he's going to go to the Buffalo Bills, it's Buffalo Bills right now plus 115 to win the AFC East. Obviously, uh, that gives them a, a lot more juice offensively. The Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North is plus 425. I'm sure that's going to drop if he does sign with the Cleveland Browns. But I'm still, I'm all over Cincinnati and I'm not sleeping on the Ravens. So there's that. Kansas City, huge favorite to win the AFC West at minus 165. And there's some talk and speculation he's going to go to the Patriots. I just don't believe, I don't see that happening considering Mac Jones is their starting quarterback. Although I do like Mac Jones, uh, but wasn't in the top five list for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, quick break. We come back. We'll kick off our number two next here on 710 ESPN.